Blog Talk Radio. Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. presents From Beyond, featuring your hosts, mother-daughter psychic mediums, Nadia Shapiro and Barbara Williams. Welcome to From Beyond. I am your co-host, Nadia Shapiro, here with Dr. Barbara Williams. Thank you for joining us on this wonderful Saturday. We are ready to kick off our afternoon with our amazing special guest, Michael Bisbelia. In about 20 minutes, we'll be taking callers to ask Michael, our numerologist, questions. Michael is a native Californian and has resided in the San Francisco Bay Area for all of his life. He is a certified student of life a published author and a California licensed minister in the Church of Discovery, which he helped found in 1994. Over the past 24 years, he has studied the science of numerology and has become a master numerologist, giving hundreds of readings to people of all types and backgrounds from different parts of the world. Using a person's birth name and birth date, he is able to give insight into relationships, career, health, and what is going on in their life right now, plus much more. Michael was a former reader for five years at the old Inner Journey bookstore in Las Gatas, and now for the past years, uh, four years, he's been reading at the East-West Bookstore in Mountain View. Welcome. How are you? Oh, thank you for having me on. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about what you do and what numerology is all about. Oh, uh, well... Um the science of numbers, I guess, has been around since uh, it was, man was uh, on the face of the earth as far as counting goes, uh, the measurement of things. Uh, anything that needs to be measured uh, depends upon numbers, and everything in life depends upon numbers to exist. In fact, uh, Pythagoras, uh, which was called the father of number, uh, he, uh, he was quoted as saying that everything in the world depends upon numbers to exist, but numbers are the only things that can exist alone. So because of that basis, uh, everything in our life is numbered. Uh, Our house, our car, our birth date, our names, the letters of the alphabet, uh, all the other sciences depend upon numerology to exist. And so over the years, it has become... Uh, a studied to the point where you can pretty much uh, be able to predict things based on when, uh, certain calculations. Uh, when you have certain calculations in your life, uh, these things are um, are able to uh, determine uh, exactly what's going on. Uh, the science of prediction with numbers is a little bit uh, more involved. Uh, and I believe that astrology actually can be even better than numerology when it comes to predicting uh, things into the future. 
But when it comes to relationships, I find that re, uh, numerology is is the the first. Uh, it gives the most accurate uh, connections between people. And uh, also, what you've come here to experience in life. That's what numerology is. The only science I know uh, that can give you that information. Some very good psychics will hit on, uh, you know, uh, what you're here to accomplish this life and that. But uh, the numbers of your birth date added together gives you a particular number. And that number is sort of the guidepost in life. It's what everything in the life revolves around. I call it the life experience. And there's a lot of semantics in numerology. So it could be life path, uh, what you've come to learn. Uh, People have different terms for it. Uh, But that particular number, when you add all of the numbers of the birth date together, gives you that particular number. Okay. And what about people's names? Well, when you get to names now, the name is sort of a destiny within itself. Uh, the Romans said nomen est omen in the Latin, which the name is the destiny. And the Egyptians would pick their children's names to live a particular life because they knew that the name was a vibration. And they knew that because a number basically shows you what something is vibrating at. There's basically only nine numbers and zero. And when you see that number come up, you know that that particular vibration is going on. And the name, as, like Nadia, we would, we would be putting that vibration out into the universe. And life experience, uh, actually the stage in life is what the name produces. It produces the day-to-day, year-to-year energy of our lives. We live each one of our names uh, a certain number of years, and then we repeat them throughout the life. Uh, and uh, names, when people change their name, they're bringing different opportunities to themselves. But that base name that was on the birth certificate is really the thing that is still running in the background. And we have another life that we sort of layer on top of that particular original birth certificate name, especially in the case of women if they change their name, like in a marriage. Right. Right. Okay. So when someone comes to to see or you're doing a a reading for them, so what else do you collect from them? Those are the only two pieces of information I really need. Okay. Is, Is original birth name on the birth certificate, if they have it. And when we get to adoption and that, it gets a little bit trickier because if they don't actually are able to have the original birth certificate, then whatever the name is that they're using or the adopted name, uh, we have to use that. Uh, And uh, it's still, if it's the only one they've ever known, then that original birth name was just not meant to be used. It was at some point changed at that very beginning and they take on the vibration of that new adopted name. Right, right. I gotcha. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. So um, <laughs> I, I know that you, I gave you have my information there. Can you give us a, a demonstration from the information that you have on me? Well, I uh, when I added your birth date together, I got the number five. So I would say you have a five life experience. 
And mm-hmm. in this particular case, the number five is all about constant change. So you've come to experience that in life. Every single day of your life is involved in being able to make changes and being able to see opportunities. Uh, you have the roller coaster ride life. And uh, is that right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So usually that's how I get the validation is when I mention that to someone, they'll say, oh, my God, that's that's exactly right. It's just like there's never the dull moment. Uh, just when you're trying things, you're trying to keep things even, something unexpected comes into the life. And it right, has yeah. to be, huh? <laughs> I, said, I said, oh, yeah. It has to be viewed one of two ways. It's either an opportunity or it's a disaster. So we actually, in the face of what is going on, we have to somehow presence of mind and say, where is my opportunity? Because you literally will create them. You have the kind of life where you get the second, third, fourth, and fifth, and sixth chances to do something. You just have to want to do it. Right. Yeah, I, I think I made that decision to take that on as an opportunity a couple of years ago, and it's been a very fun ride ever since I decided to do that, whereas before it has been always very challenging. So I think I, I completely shifted that about myself because there's always something huge and extraordinary coming up in my life all the time, like on a, on a, on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's it's a, a li- it can be a life of travel. Uh, it it uh, anything to do with the public, like this radio show, which so totally fits in with your life. Uh-huh. It's uh, anything where there is um, a public need for either information or promotion. It's a life of promotion. So five deals in all lot of those realms. Uh-huh. It's always kind of on the cutting edge. What's the lo- newest, latest, greatest thing that's going on? So, so right. you're by by doing the multitude of different things, and you can have many more experiences in life than other people have a lot of times. And uh, but for you, the challenge is is to be able to accumulate something, because everything moves so fast and go, it moves in and out, changing right. locations and. Uh, uh, you actually have to discipline yourself to have the bank account that accumulates money. Right. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then what about the name? Well, the name uh, for you, uh, well, now you're you you're using Nadia, which is not exactly your birth name, uh, first right. name. Uh, but the birth name came out to a number eight. Okay. So... Now, I, I may not be able, with callers call in, I may not be able to do this because I had the advantage of having this done ahead of time. So it may be a little bit more of a challenge to try and do full names on the air. But uh, at least with the first name, I can tell a little bit about how we deal. Our first name is how we initially deal with life. Our middle name, if we have one, some people have more than one, some people don't have any. But the middle name is called the Well of Knowledge. We don't necessarily use the name, but we will draw upon the abilities that it represents. And the last name or the surname is the family history. 
in, in your case, the last name Shapiro. And so all the Shapiros that have ever lived, you're sort of dragging that family history along with you. And if you, if you think of it as like a car, uh, the first name would be the driver of the car. The, um, uh, the middle name would be like the passengers in the car riding along. And the, uh, the last name or the surname would be the, the trunk, the stuff that's kind of stuck in the trunk. <laughs> right. So you're, you, uh, uh, and when we add those, na- those names together, we get a particular number. And this is what I like to call our physical destiny. It is uh, a destiny of sorts. That number five is always going to take precedent, though. It's going to always, it's how that works with the name. Sometimes there's a difficulty and sometimes there's an ease, depending on the degrees of separation between the numbers. Uh, And uh, the only rule uh, that is kind of different uh, is that usually the lesser the degrees, the easier it is of separation. But in in the case of when there's four degrees, it actually is very favorable. Uh, In your case, you have three degrees difference between five and eight. And so the difficulty is there sometimes to meet life experience or the changes mess up your plans. Because you have a life of the visionary as as the, your original birth name. And so the opportunities there uh, are in business because eight deals in the business world. <clears throat> oh, excuse me, also in property. Uh, if you wanted to go into real estate or that um, the eight and five combination is good. So, uh, so there's opportunities there in the business world, and you're self-employed, and so, uh, and you also have a job too, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so you, um, <clears throat> you're you're meeting um, or utilizing your opportunities in life with your with your original birth name. But when you use Nadia, now you have have moved things to a number five instead of the eight. So you have a more kind of scatteredness and craziness <laughs> that goes on. But but it also brings huge opportunities to you, especially for the promotion of the self. Uh, and and that happened because Shapiro comes out to a three. And Nadia comes out to a two. <clears throat> when we add those numbers together, we get the five. So it is mm-hmm. a, it's a destiny. Uh, it's kind of a uh, you you. It's what the name that we use the most is the energy that is brought to us in life. So the so the birth name kind of goes into the background, kind of takes a back seat, and now Nadia Shapiro if you're using that name all the time, becomes more of the energy that the, the life is, the opportunities are brought to you. In this case, it's helping you meet your life experience of the five from your birth date. Wow. Okay. So if I were to use my birth name, how would that change what's going on around me? Well, it's going to connect more with what your heart number is. And this is a number that... Uh, is one of the three core numbers in the life. We have our heart and soul, or the the vowels of the name added together. The uh, Hebrews believed that vowels were sacred. They were the names of God. 
and so you use them very sparingly, if at all. And they also believed that a vowel was the energy that carried a word to another person. So this is where, um, and if you try to read something by taking all the vowels out of it, you'll find that it's very difficult to understand where you are and, and even what the meaning is of anything. Uh, and in your particular case, you also have an eight heart. So by using your birth name, it's going to be a little more difficult to meet life experience. Uh, but it's it, as Nadia Shapiro, it made it easier to meet life experience, but your heart number is still the eight. And that will never change, no matter how you change the name. Because some wow. numerologists say that you get a minor heart vibration because you you've taken on another you know name new name, and uh, I find that if if there is something there, it's very very slight. It doesn't have as much of an impact as your original heart and soul number is, and the heart and soul number is important because under times of stress, that's when the vibration comes out. That's when the the inner person. Uh, the heart's desire wants to come out. You really see it in relationships when you see if the heart numbers match, if they can work together or not. Usually the opposites will attract. And so what I mean by that is is that an even number and an odd number will will connect, and they deal with life differently. The odd numbers tend to be more the introvert numbers and the even numbers more the extrovert numbers. So eight is kind of the exception to that, and you just happen to have my heart vibration, so we're sort of kindred spirits. (laughs) So (laughs) what you're saying is everybody should come see you when they meet somebody, (laughs) so you can tell them if they're going to get along or not. (laughs) I I do a lot of that. Yes, I do. And and it's, it's fun. It's one of the most favorite things I love to do is relationship readings, and uh, yeah, I just love that interaction. There's a, always a different dynamic between people, and each person is their uniqueness, and the, the chart shows your uniqueness and what your strengths and weaknesses are and how uh, there's always a way to make the relationship work, but it again, it takes two. It takes both of them working. Both people need to be spiritual. Uh, you know, they need to have some level of understanding of themselves, and this is where this helps. You you understand the, the other person in a way that you may not have, and the other person understands you. And so then you can understand where the strengths and weaknesses are and how we can work together. When you have odd and even hearts, uh, you're going to have immediately irreconcilable differences. So you actually, it's what I call a working relationship. You need to have higher levels of communication for it to work at all. Right. Or or you have the relationship where neither one's really talking to each other. They're just busy all the time uh, at work or whatever, but they're never really, the very minimal action. Right. Because one's upsetting the other because there's certain things each will do that they will never change, and the other person has to accept them on that level. Right. Yeah, I'll I'll be um I'll be calling you quite a bit. I go on a lot of dates. So I'll say, hold on, I can't go on a date with you yet. I have to make a phone call, 
and if it doesn't work, oh, sorry, um, uh, something else came up. <laughs> you know, you do you ha- do you understand how much time you could have saved me? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> oh I have, yes, I have saved quite a few people time. <laughs> Time and heartaches and, um, you know, all that good stuff. The sad part is is that in a very brand-new relationship, when you're first meeting someone, it's it's difficult to get their birth information, you know. Oh, by the way, what's your name on your birth certificate <laughs> and your birthday? Can I have that, please? Right. Have them fill out an application. Well, you know, maybe one of these days it will come to that. I don't know. <laughs> Check, yes, if you want to go out with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So please fill this out before, you know, before. I think we should start We should start a revolution. We should start this, you know. From now on, everybody has to fill out a form. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, it would probably be not as many broken relationships because you would but, understand going in what the dynamics are. Right. Yeah, exactly. and and just whether whether you have a level of compatibility, you know, I, I don't know. There's been uh, a lot of studies and things done on you know personality compatibility and that, and I think some of the websites are you know fairly decent about trying to match up you know your your interests at least you know having the same interests. But this gets down to kind of why you connected in life. A lot of times we will literally come together for experience. So there can be a certain time in the life where you'll meet someone and maybe, you know, be be with them for 14 years or something, and then there's a breakup because you were, you had learned all you were going to learn, or you were to, you had, if you prescribed to past lives, you would have been together in a previous lifetime, and now you're back together again, either you know, trying to balance that out. Right. So. Right. So now, so wasn't uh, it really, oh, can I ask a question? I guess so. <laughs> um, so really, you think about it, wouldn't it be good business if you actually started a dating service with those requirements and matched people up more compatibly? Yeah, that is uh, an opportunity there for sure. Business office. <laughs> See, people, see, do you see what I mean? There's opportunities well, around all have, the time. They would have to have the confidence that I wouldn't be stealing their identity. Oh, yeah. So you have to have a level of credibility and, and uh, you know, uh, you got to be bonded and I think other things to, to do that, which, which there definitely, I think, could be an opportunity there. I think people... Uh, uh, our generations are starting to make changes and even be aware of, you know, what are the dynamics in a relationship and astrologically, what are we? And, uh, you know, and numerology-wise, what are we? Uh, if we have, if we're armed with that information, it's really a lot easier to find someone you're much more compatible with. Uh, you still have to deal with what you've come to experience in life and you, uh, in any relationship, that other person's always going to be mirroring to you what you're here to learn. And this is why, you know, usually I find, or I have found over the re- all the readings I've done, is that what we've come to experience, we're born opposites. 
and uh, or we come in personality-wise the opposite of what we're here to deal with. So we don't want to deal with that in life or we find ways around it. I mean, we have free will. We can choose to avoid what we've come to do our whole entire lives. And some people, you know, it's it's a little work to do that, but we can do it. I believe that if we learn how to incorporate that life experience into us and make it a part of our lives where we're not fighting things all the time, then we can transcend it. I think we can we can even move beyond it. We evolve beyond it. And that's right. what Nadia is doing. She's embracing her ability to change and uh and using using her life for the opportunities that it offers and and then moving forward and being progressive and helping others in the in the process I'm progressive awesome <laughs> yeah you'll you'll find when you're not that life will shake things up for you and help you be more progressive <laughs> oh yeah, that's the story of my life. <laughs> it really is I mean it is just never ever ever a dull moment that is for sure. <laughs> now, um, now you have uh, Barbara's information as well. Yes, yes, I uh, have Please it here. Please do explain the mysteries that are <laughs> that mysteries is that her. Are <laughs> you, you have my my regular name, right? Uh, yeah, well, now I gave yeah. Okay. She gave me your birth name, and then you go by Williams now. <laughs> That's a Gemini for well, you. Well, <laughs> life has been a series of changes. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Barbara Williams actually is about service to people. It offers opportunities uh, in, in anything creative also, uh, anything in the arts. Uh, there's, it's kind of a split kind of uh, opportunity. It's artistic expression, and it's also um, a service uh, to the group, the community, usually family, friends, uh, but it is a domestic kind of energy. It offers opportunities for relationships a lot uh, if you choose to acknowledge them when they come along. Um, but it it uh, it also uh, gives you opportunities to set healthy boundaries in life, in relationships. So there's a part of what Barbara Williams deals with. Okay. But you've come to experience this life as a number three. Words written or spoken, anything to do with self-expression. And so the flip side of talking is listening. So balancing those two worlds. Anything to do with animals, children, writing, if you have written books, um, it's an inspirational life, and Nadia also has an inspirational life. The odd numbers usually are more inspirational. The even numbers are more educational. And so your inspired idea to do something carries a lot of weight. It may not necessarily make logical sense, but if you follow those inspirations, a lot of opportunities come about. It is scattered energy. It's the three is the small child that wants to do it all. So it gets bored easily, and it keeps moving along. So remembering to complete things is a big thing in the life. Uh, the the uh, 
you're, you're, it's interesting, though, the type of work that you do and being a medium. Uh, Barbara uh, Cooperstock, that was your birth name? Uh, that yes. comes out to a master number in numerology. It's an 11, and right. it's also the number two when we add the two ones together. So the 11-2 life, this is the psychic the master psychic. Uh, it offers opportunities to, to work with people. Uh, travel broadens your scope of the world and the needs of people. Uh, this is a divine guidance. Sometimes you're pulled to be somewhere, but you don't have a clue why you're going. And this is definitely what that 11 is doing all the time. It's a philosophical life, uh, the study of all the world religions, all different types of philosophies, uh, spiritual, physical. Uh, this is a huge energy. Uh, it uh, offers the, the opportunities to have the mediumship, uh, to have the miracles, uh, to uh, do hands-on healing. So being uh, like a Reiki master or a massage therapist or any of those kinds of things that manipulate the body. Uh, the uh, 11 uh, is, uh, it's the pillars, it's the doorway. So there's messages that you have for people all the time. You'll just, they'll single you out in the grocery store. And I don't, you don't know why they're talking to you, but it's because you have a message for them. You, your name on your birth certificate offers opportunities for you to be the messenger. And uh, sometimes you, you may never meet them again. You'll never see them again, but you'll have a particular message for them as you're in, in the conversation that you have. You may not even know what it was, but it was that's what your mission was at that moment. So it's a... It's a kind of a hit and run sort of thing. It's like I say, in, in, in some cases, you can actually have people follow you. You can develop a whole new way of thinking. Eleven has the ability to change systems, the way people do things. So there's a huge amount of creativity and inventiveness in, in, your, in your life. And it sometimes can overshadow the number three. But your three, um, it's, it's either... Uh, be, sometimes, especially when you were younger, it could have been in situations where you either had to be quiet or they're telling you to shut up, sit down, uh, don't run around, because the three wants to go investigate and see and do. And, and this life offers opportunities for that with the three. And, or it was that you had to find the words. Uh, in other words, you had to stop and think about how do I want to express myself? So your life will put you in situations where, you know, get, finding the right words, finding the way to communicate, to express yourself uh, can be a challenge. Or uh, if it's something that you already possess the energy, um, you, it's something that you're, uh, you can take it to a higher level. And it, in the, have, you, have, you written, have you written any books? I have not, no. Okay. I, I'm considering have you ever thought about doing that? Yeah, I'm considering it. Well, in your particular case, because of the type of person you are looking at your chart, you you want to tape record your book. Yes, correct. And I could never write it. I would have to record it. Right. Right, and then get the ghostwriter to write it. 
you can find somebody who loves to do all that tedious work, which so, frees oh, you to undo something else. Because I think the reason I've never done that in prior years is because the thought of writing it, the physical act of writing it in that organizational process takes a lot. Right. It's, it's and I, it's, I have the ideas, right. and I can back it up. Right. <laughs> well, you're kind of a perfectionist, sweetie. <laughs> no, I'm a recovering perfectionist. It's one day at a time. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. Well, you, well, you and I. <laughs> Me and Mary Poppins. <laughs> we have the same year. We think alike. <laughs> you're you're born on the 16th, which is an interesting mm. number. It's a and and Nadia's on the 25th, so you're both sevens. If you had mm. to say that you were a particular number, you could say that you're sevens. Uh, the the day of birth gives us natural gifts and abilities. So both of you are analyzers, okay? and you can really kick something around, boy, and just analyze it to death. <laughs> <laughs> what we sit and analyze what each other is saying to each other. <laughs> well, there's always that one thing you didn't think of. <laughs> what, what, is, what, what does that mean, mean when that? you say that? Well, what does it mean when you say that? Well, what does it mean when you say that? <laughs> Let us reflect. We just, we just figured it was a mother-daughter thing. <laughs> well, you have that on top of it. <laughs> that just, in some cases, helps. Other cases, it doesn't. <laughs> well, well, you're well. There's a level of of you know somebody brings a new idea to the table. Well, we got to stop and think about it for a while because we're not going to necessarily rush into it. We have to think it through. We have to analyze. Got to kick it around to do some research on but you need to be satisfied within yourself each of you need to do that before you'll take the action because you want to know kind of what the whole situation is because you want to dissect it uh, the only thing yep. is is if your uh, uh, mom will will sometimes lose patience and uh, or who loses patience first I should put it that way and then we'll say, okay, we just need to act. We need to get it going because we've talked about it long enough. So yeah. I would say, uh, you know, uh, on that on that score, uh, you're really good. You would be really good in a think tank where there was ideas needed, like a startup company. You guys would be really good at, at being in that kind of situation. People needed ideas and needed problems solved. Because both of you are problem solvers. I thought that was just being a, a woman. <laughs> well, well, you have your natural intuition that's in there, and you're and you've developed your psychic part of yourself, so you have that going on. Uh, right. The A's in your name. The the A is a leader, not a follower. The A in Barbara and the A in Nadia. Each one mm. of those energies are um, are definitely leadership qualities. Uh, the the B. He is called one of the pregnant letters. It holds everything in. It has to kind of digest stuff. It's not necessarily open. But it, it tries to see both sides of issues. 
So it's kind of the mediator a little bit. The N in Nadia, uh, the first letter, uh, is, is the ancient letter of the scribe. So she is one who carries lots of knowledge from past lives. Uh, but also the overindulgence of the N. N gets into the physicalness of life. So it likes the physical, uh, you know, sights, sounds, tastes, smells. Nadia is is cataloging everything all the time. And she has that sensualness about life and really gets involved in, in the physicalness. But is very good administratively because she's watching what everybody's doing all the time or not doing and can make suggestions on how it can run better. So any administrative work would be a natural thing for Nadia to do. Yep, that would be true. And Barbaras are usually big-time moms. They're very sensitive to others' needs. And bees stimulate emotions in names, especially in women's names, because it... uh, it creates mother love so she can over mom things there's a a point where she has to learn that that boundary or not i think i think the yeah it's a a 20 23 and up boundary right (laughs) well that's why you're using barbara williams now that helps with that (laughs) but it also draws the wounded ones to you that need help it draws the wounded ones? Wounded ones, yeah. The wounded relationships sometimes. Or the guy who, you know, he's not doing too well, but he loves you. So how would I change that? <laughs> well, if you wanted to change some of the opportunities. I'm just I'm just saying, you know. I mean, hypothetically. <laughs> well, well, you know why that happens. Is, is because you have a life of communication. You have to set the... You're the one who's asked to communicate in the relationship. You're the one mm-hmm. who's to express yourself in life. So, And it's how you do that. And it's not by avoiding them. It's about how do I, you know... Maybe I have to write it out first to, so I can get my thoughts together on how I'm going to tell this fellow that, you know, he's a nice guy, but I'm sorry we're just not compatible. And and putting it in a firm but fair way. And that's what Barbara Williams helps you do. So it gives you lots of, you know, God has lots of backups. So if one doesn't work out, there'll be another one come along. And so it'll give you another opportunity to express yourself. So you can change some of this. I just actually wanted to go to a quick break, and then we're going to come back and and continue this. So... um, Hold on while we go on a break. At Firefly Willows L-I-V-E, we're working hard to be your trusted source for fun, enlightening, and heart-centered information and community. And we're passionate about the art of transformative media, the new leading edge of communication in our highly connected media-rich world. If you're passionate about facilitating change and you have gifts or ideas you'd like to share, come join us, host a show, or be a guest, or connect us to an amazing speaker or teacher whose message is too good to miss. There's always room for courageous, knowledgeable change makers, inspired artists, and new ideas. Let us know you're interested. Send an email to info at fireflywillows.com. 
We're Firefly Willows, L-I-V-E, helping you find and shine your inner light. A personal tarot reading can offer you insight, information, enlightenment, and empowerment along your life's path. Hi C is a professional tarot conversationalist and ritualist with over 10 years' experience. He's available for readings in a variety of formats, including parties and events. To schedule your personal tarot reading, contact HiC at tarotbyhic.net or email him at hic at fireflywillows.com. As promised, we're always thinking of ways to bring you a fresh new perspective. Check out this lineup of our newest shows. The Amethyst Oracle, Divination with a Queer Twist, featuring Firefly Willow's L.I.V.E. favorite, Heisey Lutmers, and his co-host, Charlie Harrington, on the second Tuesday evening each month. A Shamanic Life, hosted by John Carousella, on the first and third Tuesday evenings each month. What's your prescription for balance? With Mildred Lynn McDonald and her co-host, Dr. Glenna Calder, the first Thursday afternoon each month. And Evolve with Robin White Turtle Lisney, the third Thursday afternoon each month. Introducing our newest show, the second and fourth Saturday mornings each month, From Beyond, with mother-daughter psychics Nadia Shapiro and Barbara Williams. We're excited. Give us a listen as we continue to create new and entertaining ways for you to shine your inner light. Join us at Firefly Willows, L-I-V-E. Okay, and we're back. Yep. Okay, okay let's continue on with her her uh, reading. Oh, with Barbara? Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's, there's a whole other parts to this, to numerology, that we haven't really talked about, but there is a lot, you know, when it comes to relationships and that there is a lot of matchups and things. There's um, each letter of the name uh, <clears throat> gives opportunities uh, in uh, different uh, traits and different abilities. And when you add all those up, you can see where the strengths and weaknesses are. And you can tell where a person kind of resides in life, whether it's the physical, mental, emotional, or intuitive planes. And uh, that would sort of complete the personality kind of profile. But then we have a whole other thing here when it comes to uh, what's going on in the life. <clears throat> and we get that out of the birth date. The birth date gives us a, uh, a sort of a timing of the life at different uh, points. Uh, things are sort of cyclic in numerology. Things cycle on sevens and nines. Sevens are sort of the cosmic cycles of man. They're the the kind of death and rebirth and re- in consciousness. Uh, so there's the more of the deeper understanding, meaning, uh, in analysis in life. And uh, also sevens deal with health issues a lot of times. Uh, fevers will be in sevens. It's like seven days. Uh, there'll be certain uh, cures in, in sevens. The, they seem to have a magical property when it comes to health issues. Uh, when, it, when we have the cycles of nines, 
we all go through the cycles of one to nine, and then we start over again depending on what our birth date comes out to. That's sort of the beginning point when we're born. And then after that, uh, it also shows us what the what we call our personal year is, is that very first year that we're born, whatever our, our um, birth date adds up to, is what that year is, and so in Barbara's case, it, she she had a three personal year growing up, and then it then the next year when she was uh, um, one year old, she moved into a four personal year, and then five and six until she gets to nine, and then you have the new beginning. So nine is an ending kind of energy, and one is a new beginning. So we go through that kind of death rebirth process. Uh, in a physical way. And nine is sort of the physical cycles of man. We have nine months to the pregnancy. We have nine muses in music. There's nine planets. So there's a nine is a very um, strong vibration. When we go up in value in the numbers, we go up in complication. So when I say you have a three life, I'm also saying that you're having a one and a two life also. So you have to deal with yourself you have to deal with cooperation and emotions, and then you finally get to the three, which is self-expression. So you're dealing with all of those three values in every situation in your life. So if a person has an eight or a nine life, it can be very complicated because there's so many different aspects that are going on simultaneously within a situation. So this is where numerology is a very badly interpreted science unless the person really who is doing it is really studying it as a science and understanding those nuances because to do numerology is very simple it's it's if you can add and subtract you know simple numbers basically that's numerology but it's it's the lifetime of learning to do the interpretations for the numbers and unfortunately a lot of that information has been lost over time and there's different forms of numerology so this is Pythagorean numerology that I'm talking about mainly Chaldean numerology treats the alphabet differently I would be getting different totals for Barbara and for her birth her birth names and that the birth date however doesn't change there it's numbered and right. that's what it is that's that's the only real constant but names and things, there's lots of different interpretations for that. And it's you know, all I'll do is complicate everything if I start getting into that. But, but uh, Chaldean numerology can be very good for prediction. It's, it's more closely, closely tied to the Vedic astrology, a little more than the Western astrology. But anyway. So, so can you give me an example of a, like what life cycle am I in? Well... You are in the final life cycle. We have a beginning, middle, and end, which is usually the month, day, and year is what we equate with the life cycles. And they, they, we live them like every about 28 years. The first two are definite, like 28-year experiences, and then the last one is to the end of life. Around 55 anywhere from 53 to 57, depending on where the personal years end is where the life cycle sort of begin and end. And so you're, you, you're 
at the age you are now, you have moved to the final life cycle, which would be the eight. You're in an eight life cycle. It's actually a 17-8. And uh, I, didn't ta- I haven't talked about the double-digit numbers, but the, the compound number that, that is just before the final calculation, the seven and one would be eight, <clears throat> um, is also an interpretation for those numbers. And uh, sometimes it's just a straight calculation. You'll just get like a straight eight, and then, that, then that's it. But if you do have a compound number that comes out, when most of the time it is, uh, that also has an interpretation. And 17 is a very powerful number. And it happens to be the year you're born in. And the year we're born in is how we think. And... This is something I'm, I'm giving away some information here that is not written in any of the numerology books. And this was information that was given to me years ago. And uh, this is why I can talk on it the way I can, because I can understand, uh, you know, the, the, some of these, these old calculations and things that have been missed. But they have, they're, they're known, I'm sure, by certain on the planet, uh, but... We're just not talking about it. It's a lot of secret, secret stuff. But I believe people should know and have knowledge because we need to gain knowledge and apply it so we can gain it. And in this case, the 17 is called the number of immortality. And the things that you do now in your lifetime can live on after you. It requires repeated effort under this life cycle. Just when you want to quit, you have to keep going. And it isn't about being scattered. It isn't about running all over the place. It's about having a vision and and managing things in your life towards the vision, places and things. It's about being efficient. It's about taking your time, building on a solid foundation, and being able to communicate your plans to others so you can get the help you need. Because sometimes they're big plans and you re- it requires help. And, and getting out of the affairs of others, so being able to be non-judgmental would be a big part of that life cycle, to be neutral. But what does it mean to be completely without judgment? I don't know if that's possible on the planet, but <laughs> in a planet that is nothing yeah. but judgment. Good. It's good. It's very but good. It, but it, it's like, like, see, you and I think alike. See, I have exactly the same life cycle that you're in. So we're going kind of, we would have a lot of similar experiences to talk about, which would yeah. be a point of attraction in a relationship. And it would, it would seem like we were getting along and we were really, you know, it was really cool to be together and everything because we would share stories. But at the same right. time, we're completely different people. So it's a false sense of connectedness. Mm-hmm. But... Being able to think alike is a great tool if you're on the same page. Now, if we have a difference of opinion, now we have a problem because because each of us is going to want to do it the way we think it should be done. Unfortunately, the kind of head we have, it's, we're kind of perfectionists and we're, we're constantly self-challenging ourselves and observing the inefficiencies in life. We're sitting around watching people fumble around with it, and we just tell them, just get out of the way, let me take care of it, okay? (laughs) It's going to take me too long to have to explain it. And that would be the typical eight head, okay? We 
we really, really work too hard because it we won't take the time to explain our needs or or what or to teach them how to do it better. But no one is ever going to do it as well as we do it or that we think it should be done. But we have to allow others to, as long as we get the end result pretty much, that's all we really need. We just need to know that people are doing the best they can. If they absolutely can't do it, then we have to replace them. <laughs> <laughs> Next. That's the bottom line. Ah, next. <laughs> so there, there, there may be never anyone really good enough for you, uh, or they really have to, you know, do some hoops and whirls to prove to you that they're, they've got their act together. So you can be very picky if it comes to relationships because you're looking for that perfection, but the perfection that you're seeking is not here on planet Earth. Each person has their own bag of tricks. You know, we all come in with our own right. stuff to learn and understand, and and it's it's being able to understand that person and what maybe they're having to go through. You might be able to support them in it. You might not, but doesn't mean that you can't love one another. It's just that there may not be physical support sometimes. But you're, 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 you can be there for them emotionally. But maybe that's the only support that's available because you have your own stuff you have to deal with. So there's, there's so many different levels to the it's dynamics. So, uh, it's so in-depth. It's amazing. Well, it, so, it, and I'm really scratching on the surface here, really, because it, it even gets more so. Because what I would do, if if the information is available, I want mom and dad's information also, what their birth dates were, what their names were, because I know I, I know then how you were raised and what those dynamics were. Because you know those are the first gods of our life is mom and dad, and once we understand them as people just having a human experience and they did the best they could and they were taking on grandma and grandpa's energy you know who they who they learned from and this is how come life is stays the way it does because when it comes to relationships we're carrying on those vibrations of what we see as what a relationship is supposed to be but we're talking about you know, what was mom like? What was dad like? Because those are the role models. And and we we enter into relationships subconsciously, either playing the role of mom or dad, which whatever whoever we connected with based on our own personalities. And then we draw in the relationship that is similar to the other partner that we saw growing up, and then we we act out that role and then wonder why you know, if mom and dad were happy and, uh, you know, they got along great and all that, uh, there's a chance there that you probably would have a good relationship except you have your own personality involved and your own lessons to learn. So it, it could be really good on one side and then the other side is just not working and we don't understand why. But we continue to set up the same kind of circumstance all the time subconsciously. So, Michael, if someone wanted to get a hold of you and get a reading, I'm assuming that you do, you know, you can do a distance and send them this information. How would they get a hold of you? Well, uh, they can they can call me. 
on my uh, on my cell or my office line. My cell is five one zero two zero five six zero zero seven, and my office line is five one zero eight nine five eight two four eight. And if you can't get me right away, just leave me a message, and uh, I'll get back to you. And we'll now. Uh, I'm assuming. You- it, it would probably be helpful for someone to call first because it sounds like a, a lot of work and things that you need to prepare a reading. Is that correct? Yes, I do. Yeah, it usually requires me having to get the chart done if I haven't read for them before. Uh, once right. I do the chart, it's like an astrology chart. You have it for life. And so I never have to wow. read again. So once that initial uh, chart's done, then I can go ahead and we can set up readings whenever you know whenever the reading uh, time is that's available for that's convenient for both of us. And why don't you go ahead and give your website as well? Uh, it's uh, Michael Bisbilia's numerology. It's huge. <laughs> it's a huge. <laughs> and uh, I don't really that? <laughs> have a hard time with it. So. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and it's Bisbilia's with an S. So it it, it um, I don't know if it's if it's on uh, uh, if you just if you type in Bisbilia, B I S B I G L I A, the G is silent in my name because in Italian names when the L and G are together the G is usually silent. So. Uh, you'll, it should pull up a bunch of stuff on the net. I don't think I'm on the top of anything. I'm uh, kind of in the background. It's just an informational website. It's not very interactive. It will give you all of my information on there and how to get a hold of me and everything. Uh, I think it's on the contact page. Great, and we can throw it up on our Facebook page as well. Oh, well, if you do that, then people should be able to pick that up, no problem. Yes, exactly. Well, thank you so much, Michael. We loved having you here as always. It is such a pleasure. Um, It's it's always a pleasure. We we just have so much fun every time we get together. Uh, Michael and I are doing some uh, a Halloween party tonight, this evening. Yes, we are. It's going to be loud. (laughs) (laughs) Until midnight. So. <laughs> yeah, until midnight and beyond. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever. So we're going to have lots of lots of fun. Um, thank you so much for stopping by and giving us all of this wonderful information. We would actually love to have you back um, in the show sometime. And, uh, you know, it's, again, it's been great. Uh, well, and Mom is welcome to come tonight if she wants. I'd yeah, love so we'll, to. It's quite we'll, a commute, though. Oh, that's <laughs> That's all right. I just uh, wanted to let you know. Thank we you. Will, we will put her on a plane. So, yes, um, you definitely check out our website, NadiaShapiro.com, BarbaraWilliamsPhD.com. Uh, next uh, show we have coming up in two Saturdays. And um, on my events calendar, I've just got December 6th, this introduction to mediumship level one and two, as well as December 13th. From Beyond Readings Live, uh, Mediumship Readings with myself, Nadia Shapiro. And uh, Barbara, you have anything going on this month or the next month coming up? Oh, I have some paranormal um, investigations coming up on November 9th at uh, the Main Street Grill. So that will be something that will be very interesting. And um, just private readings. Tonight I'm actually participating in a haunted house at Parsem, and that's in Parsonsfield, Maine. I'm the evil stepmother of Cinderella. 
<laughs> oh, isn't that suiting? <laughs> oh, she's got the laugh. Do the laugh. Do the laugh. I know you've got yes, the laugh. Yes, indeed. Oh, oh, I tackle. <laughs> yes, okay. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in and joining us. As always, it's a pleasure. We love you guys. You know, keep in touch. Let us know what's going on out there. Okay. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for joining us. This program was brought to you by Firefly Willows L-I-V-E. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Carousella. Please join us next time on Firefly Willows L-I-V-E for our live on-air call-in show. Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m.